0: Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best sport podcast in the world. Thank you, Siri. That's right. You heard it right. We're back, and we're better than ever. Welcome to Talks with Tea Time podcast, where we talk completely sports, football, basketball, baseball, whatever you want to hear. We're here, and we're ready to give you the best entertainment of your life. So sit back and relax. For the next 45 minutes, welcome to Talks with t Time the podcast. What is up, you guys? It is your boy, Tony T-Tom West, back at it again with another episode of Talks with t Time the podcast, season nine, episode one, man. I'm so glad to have you guys back. Man, we got a lot to discuss. It's been several months at this point that i have not did a podcast and i'm going to explain all that to y'all because i feel like y'all at least do deserve that explanation um and right now y'all if y'all can see me on stream i'm actually looking down because i'm trying to get this word out on the new podcast we're back we're back again baby we you know i'm saying we thought we was gonna give up on it and you know it's just great to see that i have the supporters that i have Um, And it's just great to see, man. I'm really excited about everything. So, you know, for my loyal supporters, this podcast has been going now. This podcast was established in April of 2019, um, before the pandemic, before podcasts were really even popular, popular like that. At this time, we started the Talks with T-Time podcast. And, you know, ever since that day, honestly, it's been a joy of something that, I, you know, I do. I love doing, I love talking sports and I love talking to y'all. Um, but over the last, I would say like, huh, let's just say last, maybe six or seven months, you know, it felt like podcasting was kind of like, almost like a chore, you know, it felt like it was a chore. It felt like everybody was kind of doing podcasting. Everybody is talking about the same exact stuff, Every day, every week, every whatever, it was the same type of talk going on. And at first, I was like, Man, nah, like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to do the podcast and stuff. And I, I thought about quitting. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I thought about quitting, man. I thought about giving up on it, and this was as recently as yesterday. You know, my parents was like, No, nah, you need to bring the podcast back. You know, it's it's you know, we love listening to you talk, and then like you know, after I had that conversation with my parents, I was like, you know what, let me holler at some of my friends and see if they feel the same way. So at that time when I was doing it, I was like, you know what, let me see how my friends feel. So I put it out on Twitter as a filler. I was like, man, look, I ain't gonna lie. And I had been getting a lot of questions over the last couple of months. Like, hey, bro, like, what's up with the podcast, bro? Like, are you bringing it back? And I'm like, yeah, man, like, I don't, I don't know it. Like when I, Thought about it yesterday I talked to my parents. I really was like, I don't know if Talks with Teton will ever be a thing again. Like, I just don't know, you know? And, um, you know, pretty much, like, I got to talking to my parents. I was like, let me put this out on Twitter and see how people feel about it. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm ever coming back to podcasting. And it was just like a barrage of support. Like, no, bro, keep doing this. Keep going crazy. You're doing your thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? We love to hear your podcast. And I didn't know I had that much support and I didn't know I had that much people actually listening and watching what I was doing. I had no idea because I didn't feel the support when I was doing this the first go around. That's another reason why I kind of gave up on it because I wasn't feeling the support like that. And, you know, it's just crazy to see that when I really put that out there, everybody was like, no, don't stop. And when I thought about it like that, bro, I was like, you know what? I ain't stopping on bro. Like, I'm going to keep doing this thing because I do enjoy it. So I felt like I had to give y'all that, you feel me, to let y'all know how I really felt about this podcasting thing. But you know what? They were right. Everybody that hit me up yesterday was like, bro, don't stop. We love your podcast. I ain't stopping. I don't care how many podcasts it is. We ain't stopping. We in season nine of this thing. We've been doing this thing for Three, four years we've been doing it. Before it was popular to do a podcast, I was doing it. Matter of fact, I'll give a shout out to Jarrell Wheeler. We started a podcast back in 2017, bro, when niggas was not doing podcasts at all. Like, it was like a nerd thing to be doing a podcast back then. He the one who kind of taught me how to do this podcast thing. so I want to give him a shout out. But, you know, at the same time, man, that's why I kind of had stopped. But now we back, man, and I'm excited. I ain't letting nobody stop it. And, you know, I got the graphic design thing coming on. Y'all see the T-shirt. You know, we got that going on. Shout out to Diamond Sports for the shirt. If you want one of these, get up with me. Hat, Diamond Diamond Sports, you know what I'm saying? Um, one of our sponsors that we're going to jump into a little bit more later. Um, But I'm just excited, man, about what's to come. And everybody that's tuning in, y'all can comment on here. Like, I can see y'all's comments and everything. So comment on here. Show love, you know what I'm saying? Because that keeps people going. You never know when people need to see that extra encouragement to be like, you know what, let's keep this thing going. So shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to everybody. And let's just have fun. We're going to rock out. We're going to jump into it. We got to jump into some college football talk. That'll be the majority of what we talk about today. Um, I put a docket out earlier. Got a lot of retweets on it because everybody's kind of tuning in. you know, we're going to talk a lot of college football today. We're going to talk a lot of the NFL. We're going to talk Baker Mayfield, uh, starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. We got a lot going on, but I at least want to start off by letting, you know, that be known, man. You know what I'm saying? About how I felt about the whole situation. So once again, glad that y'all are tuned in and uh, showing love. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot to me. Um, So let's jump into college football. Let's get right to it, man. Um We got games this weekend, literally two days away. Now, this is week zero, so you will not see a lot of games where it's going to be like how it is next weekend. There's not going to be a lot of Oregon and, and, you know, Georgia. You know, we're not going to see a lot of that. Ohio State, Notre Dame. These are kind of going to be some mid-major teams, and, you know, I I ain't going to lie. Y'all know me. Anybody that knows me personally know I could watch god daggone Akron in, in in UTEP. And I would watch that game. I'm just a college football junkie. I've said that on this podcast several times. Um, I'm a junkie for college football. So I literally will watch anything college football related. Um, so just coming into this weekend, it feels good to know um, college football is back, y'all, completely. It, it's, it's on and popping. It's back. And I'm glad to see it that it's back. Um, also, before we even jump even further into the college football, this streaming stuff that we're doing, this is going to be more so the new way that we do stuff now. If I'm going to be different, I'm got, i am got to be different and start getting in different avenues. So therefore, this video that is recording right now, and you guys will hear it if you just listen from the podcast era, like just listen on the app. We're gonna be doing this for now on, you know, streaming the actual podcast so that you can literally look at me live time making the podcast, so you don't even have to wait till it hits Apple or Spotify or whatever. So I want to let that be known as well. Glad y'all could tune in once again, but let's jump back into the college football stuff. Um, so this week, probably the biggest week weekend game that's coming up is Northwestern and Nebraska, and we look at those two teams and. You know, Nebraska, once again, in the nineties, they had their era. They were great. Um, You know, they were, they were tremendous, but they have failed of expectations as of late with Scott Frost being in the last couple of years, they have not been good. Um, They have not lived up to the expectation that they were supposed to live up to. And that's just that. Um, It's been pretty much a disappointment for that program the last couple of years. And, for Northwestern, they had a really good year in 2019. If you guys don't remember, that's the year they went to the big 10 championship and played against Ohio state. That was like the Rashawn Slater year. I believe he was on that team. Um, That was that year, the year before COVID. Um, And yeah, that Northwestern team was really, really, really good. So, you know, I'm excited to kind of see what that game is going to look like. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game. That's a game I'm going to kind of watch this weekend. Um, if y'all want to know, this is just kind of like the week zero preview. Um, UNC fam, you is another one. I want to see what Drake may is going to do a kid out of Charlotte from Myers Park. Um, you know, not the most athletic guy on the world, but he's a really good quarterback. Um, I think his father went to UNC. Obviously y'all probably know his brother. Um, Luke May, the basketball player. Y'all probably more so know him. Um, But, yeah, I want to see what he's going to do. He just got the starting position this week uh, over Jacoby Criswell, which is an athletic guy, a lot of hype out of high school. Um, So I'm kind of interested to watch that situation as well. Then I obviously have to watch my alma mater this weekend, UNC Charlotte going down to Boca Raton and playing FAU. That's another game that I think is going to be very interesting. A conference game in week zero doesn't happen a lot already so that's already bringing a lot of intrigue on them um unc charlotte is a very like experienced team they're older like i i want to say shoot for the most part their their quarterback chris reynolds has been there since i was there in 2017 like he's been there that long like he's been there for a while um so just to kind of see him continue to blossom i think this is finally his last year of eligibility um You know, I kind of want to see what they're going to do. when they're going up against a really, really good FAU team that, you know, has been really good the last couple of years. That's going to be a tough game for UNC Charlotte out the rip. But, you know what I'm saying, that's a game I'm going to keep my eye on as well in week zero. Um, So once again, man, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's good to see football back. It's good to see, you know, um, it's just good to see college football back. Y'all know me. College football is literally my favorite sport. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to watch. So, you know, I'm just glad and excited um that, you know, pretty much is here. It's it's time, man. You know, I'm excited, extremely excited about everything. And yeah, that's pretty much that, man, on week 0. Um, so let's jump into the next docket because I have a whole docket of stuff I want to talk about today, um, and I actually put it out on Twitter. And once again, shout out to y'all! I see it's like ten people in here right now, so that's love, man. Retweet the link, man. Retweet this out. Do what you can. To, you know what I'm saying? Support your boy because, like I told y'all earlier, y'all just don't know how much that means to the person once they start, you know, working hard at what they do. You know, I enjoy what I do, but it does feel good to always have that that backup and that that support is always important. So. Let me go ahead and move on to the next subject. So that was really just the week zero, you know, breakdown pretty much. Um, Not too many high-profile games. And next week we'll jump into like the Oregon, Georgia, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Ohio State. You know, I'm kind of in preseason mode right now. You feel me? Like we, we, you know what I'm saying? We just getting back to where we really need to be. So, and once again, we're, we're just glad to be back. Um, but yeah, man, pretty much I want to jump into some of these teams that I've just been hearing a lot about over the same. I'm trying to find my docket, y'all. I'm not even gonna like lie to y'all. I'm trying to find everything I have written down here. Here it goes. So yeah, so I want to talk about some of these teams that have been getting a, a lot of, of talk about over the last couple of weeks and last couple of months. And y'all know I'm always gonna tie this back to Clemson. I told y'all last season, um, you know. For me, at least, I'm always going to tie and talk about the stuff I want to talk about. Like, we talked about this last year at the beginning of the year, but since it's been like a year since I said that, I'm going to say that again. You're not going to see me covering Oregon versus Idaho in the middle of October because I don't care. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care about Oregon versus Idaho in the middle of the season. You're going to hear me talk a lot of Clemson. You're going to hear me talk a lot of ACC, SEC talk. When it comes to college football, you're going to hear a lot of Carolina Panther talk um, from now on. You know, so I just want to make that clear as well. And also as well, after this week, it's probably going to be guests on the show every week. Because like I told y'all, I'm trying to be different. I'm not trying to be like everybody else doing the same stuff, saying the same stuff. I'm trying to be different, man, because there's so many podcasts out here and I won't mind to stand out. You know what I'm saying? So that's just that. So let's go ahead and jump into this next, um, you know, topic. So. There's a team out of Raleigh, North Carolina right now getting a lot of hype. And that is the NC State Wolfpack led by Devin Leary, star quarterback and I honestly think one of the better quarterbacks in the country. I would put him top 7 at least. Um this guy's good, man. He he's a baller, he's an athlete and he's an absolute stud. Um NC State is gaining a lot of traction right now, a lot of hype, and I talked about this on my TikTok yesterday. That also was at twenty-one thousand people following. So shout out to everybody that's listening from over there. Um, they they they're giving me UNC UNC from last year vibes. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I don't know if y'all remember last year the hype on UNC. It was crazy. Like, the hype on UNC was ridiculous last year. Like, it was insane. I'm feeling that same hype with this team here. Like, it's a lot going on with this team and how they're hyped up. Now, let me make a little argument for NC State in this regard. NC State is a little bit more, I think their depth is better for one. I will give them that. Because last year, it was really just Sam Howells, It was North Carolina and Sam Howells. It was the Sam Howells show. And their O-line stunk absolutely. Their defense was not good last year, even with all the talent they've recruited. And I will give North Carolina State that. It does seem like they're a little bit more not flashing the panty. It seems like they've had nine nine win seasons the last couple years. But for me personally, if you're from North Carolina, you know. NC State bleep. It happens. NC State bleep happens. If you are from North Carolina, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I look at week one, ECU, Downey-Ficklin, next Saturday at 12 o'clock, that place is going to be rocking 50,000 deep and 49,000 of them drunk. It's going to be crazy in Greenville next weekend. If you in North Carolina and you want to party next weekend, Greenville is the spot. Cause Greenville is going to be absolutely insane next weekend from Friday all the way to Sunday. And don't let NC state lose at ECU. That place is going to be wild. But anyway, I think about that game there and I think about ECU last year, people forgot ECU had Cincinnati on the ropes in that game last year on black Friday. They had them on the ropes, the number four team in the country. They had the boys, the score doesn't look like it because at the end they kind of like pulled away. ECU had them boys on the ropes. They had UCF on the ropes last year. They beat Memphis, which has been a better team historically than ECU the last couple years. ECU and Mike Houston really start kind of catching their stride towards the end of last season and was playing really good football. I'm telling you now. NC State bleep does happen. Do not be surprised if they lose that game on next Saturday. Don't. And I want y'all to come right back to this podcast and say, dang, he was spot on. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I probably would still pick NC State right now. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But as far as me like thinking it's going to be an absolute curb stomping, I don't think that. I, don't, I think NC State, this is the first time in a while that they've had I've heard some people say twelve and zero. I think the guy, uh, I, I can't remember his name. I tweeted him. He's he's a part of that sport talk Atlanta uh, like little tribe. I think his name's like Sports Talk Jake, something like that. He was saying NC State going to the to the, the playoffs twelve and zero. They ain't gonna get touched. So that's the type of hype that that they're getting right now. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I don't think ECU can. I don't think NC State can live up to it. I'm gonna I'm I'm go a step further I don't think they're gonna win nine games I think they're gonna win uh, let me not go that far I think they'll win nine games this year but I don't see them I don't see them winning more than like ten. because I just automatically think about that hype and that program and together it's a cause for it's it's a cause for a bad bad accident. These NC State players have never heard this much hype about them. They've never heard, oh, y'all have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They've never heard. This program has never experienced this. And I'm not trying to crap on NC State. I'm really not as a Clemson fan. But I'm just telling you, my sister went there. My brother-in-law actually played for NC State, played with Russell Wilson. Like, I've been following this program before I was even, like, 14. Like, I've been following this program for a long time now. Really, like, over a decade. And it's the same thing every single year. Anytime NC State has expectations, guess what? And for the people that can't see me, I'm putting my thumbs down because they tank it every single time. I'm telling y'all, I can't make this up. So I'm looking at NC State, and I want to look at their schedule real quick too as well because I told y'all off the rip ECU at ECU first game of the year. I, I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know what happens in that game. But I want to bring up uh, NC State schedule real quick throughout the year. And then we're going to move on to the next team that I want to talk about. They got ECU at home. We already talked about that. Charleston Southern, that'll be a dub. Another game to watch out for is Texas Tech. Texas Tech is not no, you know, great program and i like that, don't get me wrong. But that's still a game where ECU's bleep happens a game like that is where they choke up and they did it last year against Mississippi State this is the same type of game then they play UConn that should be a dub then they come to Death Valley October 1st that's when things gonna get real interesting for them because we're gonna see if they can knock off Clemson for one at Clemson and then on top of that you know probably take advantage of the Atlantic at that point and then their expectations will be super out the roof if they beat Clemson. It's going to be pretty much if they beat Clemson, the playoffs is the only thing they should be thinking about at that point if they beat Clemson. Then that next week, they play Florida State. Florida State is improving. We're going to talk about them in a few minutes. Florida State is getting better. Down the stretch last year, they really seemed like they kind of caught fire. Then after that, they play Syracuse. That should be a dub. They play Virginia Tech after that at home. That should be a dub. Then they got Wake Forest. If Harmon is back by then, if Hartman is back by then, that's going to be an issue with them because they've had issues with Wake the last like three or four years. Wake has had their number. Last year, NC State was probably the better team. Wake still beat them. So that's another game I'm looking at on, on uh, November the 5th. That I'm like, that's another place they might slip up. They play Boston College. Boston College has improved, but that game is in Raleigh. So I'll give NC State the dub there. Then they play Louisville at Louisville. And this is another game where the next week after that, they play UNC. And I think Louisville could catch them slipping as well. I think Louisville could get them because Louisville and Malik Cunningham, they're going to be better this year. They showed it last year a little bit. Scott Satterfield and those guys took the next step last year. Then you get to this last game, Carolina. Carolina's like the unknown right now. Don't nobody really know what Carolina is at all right now. I don't even know what Carolina is right now. You get Carolina at Carolina on that Black Friday. I'm looking at that game like, what is NC State going to do? My thing about NC State, and this is, and I'm not trying to crap on them once again. All I'm saying is just, push back the hype on NC State just a little bit it's getting annoying like it's getting ridiculous kind of like it's i think they're going to be a 9 10 win team they're going to be decent but ACC champs and going to playoffs let's see it first let's see it first all right that's that's what i want to say i want to talk about another team that's getting a lot of hype and i ain't going to lie i'll go a step further I feel like this team might actually deserve a little bit of this hype because of the things they've done over the offseason. I'm going to talk about the little brother, South Carolina. You know what, bro? Shane Beamer, good job. I'm not going to lie to you. I like that dude. I like Shane Beamer. I ain't going to lie. I got all my Clemson stuff on. I like Shane Beamer, though. I don't have no problem with that man at all. He is the most... Likeable rival coach I've ever seen. When he plays, when he's not playing Clemson, I wish him nothing but the best. I ain't gonna lie to you. I couldn't say that about Will Muschamp. I couldn't say that about Steve Spurrier. I couldn't say that about Lou Holtz. None of them. I ain't care what they did. But I ain't gonna lie though. I ain't gonna lie. I will say Beamer is the first one I actually kind of like of the rivals I, I i'll be honest so let me go ahead and step into them real quick south carolina has made tremendous tremendous moves in the transfer report i mean they have annihilated it you think about uh, uh rattler he got benched last year at Oklahoma, but now coming to a, a situation, and I'm not trying to diss South Carolina because I know y'all probably watching this thinking I know he want to get at South Carolina. I'm not. He going to a situation where it's a little bit of a downstep. The expectations. Let's just be real now. They ain't had a good quarterback since Connor Shaw. Can y'all agree there? Well, they haven't had a, a good quarterback They haven't had a good quarterback, excuse me, since Connor Shaw. Really, to be honest. So the expectations in Columbia are pretty freaking low, honestly. They're pretty low. Let's keep it real. They're pretty low. He comes there from Oklahoma, which has pretty much put somebody number one draft pick for the last three years in a row and then had Heisman winners back to back and all that. Like he was coming from a a different type of situation. He's now in Columbia where he can sit back and have a mediocre year and they probably going to build a statue for him. I ain't going to hold you. Then they went and got Austin Strognor, the tight end from Oklahoma. Really good pickup. Good tight end, one of the best in the country. They already had one of the best in the country with Jaheen Bell. Now they add another one in who's who struggled with injuries, but still is one of the best tight ends in the country. I don't think nobody would lie to you about that. Then they added Christian Beal, Wake Forest, former running back, really good guy. Um, You know what I'm saying? Really good running back. He was a really good running back at Wake Forest as well. They add him. So when you think about it, they've done some work in the transfer portal. They bring back a guy that some people are considering the next J.C. Horn and Cam Smith. They saying he's going to be the next big cornerback to come out of Columbia, which I I like his intangibles. I think he's a good player. Um, But yeah. You know, they 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 do that as well. And I think South Carolina does deserve some praise. But the thing about South Carolina, and here's where I'm going to be brutally honest with Gamecock fans, South Carolina's record is not going to change from what it was last year because of their schedule. But I think they will be better. I think they will be better. I will say that. They will be better. So let's look at their schedule. I want to talk about South Carolina a little bit. So they got Georgia State the first week. Georgia State's going to be actually a decent team, but South Carolina should win that game. Then they go to Arkansas, a team that is rated in the top 20 right now and coming off a really good year last year. KJ Jefferson and the crew. I think that's probably an L for South Carolina. Then they play Georgia in Columbia. Nat That's going to be a a crazy environment, too, on September the 17th, noon. That's going to be a crazy environment. I'm not going to lie. And Georgia with, like, pretty much a completely new defense, that's going to be different. I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying South Carolina going to upset them, but I ain't going to lie. That's going to be a game right there. Then they play Charlotte, my alma mater. That should be a dub for them. Then they play South Carolina State. That should be a dub with them. And then they play Kentucky at home. I know y'all heard what Stoops was talking about with uh, Shane Beamer, talking about the sunglass and the den. So there's going to be a little bit of some tension on October 8th when they go to Lexington. There's going to be a little bit of some tension there, and they've struggled with Kentucky in the past. I could see them losing that game. Then they play AM. I could see them losing that game as well probably. Then they play Missouri. They've had their trouble with Missouri these last couple years, but that game is at home, so we'll see what happens. They got Vanderbilt. That should be a dub. And here's here's the weird part of their schedule. Because I don't know what Florida's going to be. And that's another team I want to talk about a little bit. They got Florida in the swamp. They beat Florida last year. But I think maybe by this time, Florida might be catching their stride. Getting used to everything. Then they play Tennessee. At home, though. At home, though. But Tennessee is looking like they're going to have one of the best offenses in the country. And then, obviously, they got the game in Death Valley with Clemson at the end of the year. Just saying, they might still only get six or seven wins or so, but they're going to be a better team. They're going to be an improved team. I won't even knock them for that. They will be improved. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the team I got on, Clemson. And I say this as no homer. Y'all know me. I keep it a hundred percent authentic and real. I don't lie, I don't, I don't do none of that, bro. I keep it completely real, bro. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I keep it a hundred. I, I just tell it what it is. And like I said, I'm a Clemson fan, but I'm always gonna keep it a hundred. The quarterback is the issue. If Clemson gets if Clemson, if DJU forms. And I'm telling you from what I'm hearing from Clemson, literally from players, from people that's around that organization, if DJU performs, they feel like they can go to the national championship and I don't disagree with them. I don't disagree with them. And I'm going to tell you why we all think back to that 2018 Clemson defense, Clean Farrell, Christian Wilkins, uh, you know, Isaiah Simmons, AJ Terrell. Uh, I mean, the list goes on like, you know Austin Bryant Dexter Lawrence I'm telling y'all now as a Clemson fan this defense right here is more talented than that one yeah I said it this defense right here that the on paper and really we've seen it too but on paper this is the most talented Clemson defense I've ever seen in my lifetime I'm just telling you that defense Five stars, pretty much all across the D-line. I think every single last one of them were a five-star. Let me think. KJ, five-star. XT, five-star. Tyler Davis, high four-star, basically five-star. Uh, Brian Percy, number one player in the country, five-star. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Linebacker, let's go there. Trent Simpson, high four-star, basically five-star. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., his dad played in the NFL. High four-star, almost five-star. Let's go to the secondary. Um, what's my guy name um, from Florida was like the number two or three corner in the country. When he, Fred Davis. He'll be starting this year. Five-star Nate Wiggins out of Westlake, uh, Atlanta. That pipeline that Clemson's doing, I need y'all to continue to do that because it's working. Um. But the Westlake kid, Nate Wiggins, watch out for that name this year. He was a high four-star, almost five-star. Then we go back to safety. Andrew McCuba, high four star. Mickens will probably start at that other position. Because they run like a three safety thing. It's like they kind of run like a four, two, five type situation. So there's technically going to be like three safeties on the field. So RJ Mickens, five star. He was a five star out of Texas. And then you have at that point Jalen Phillips, a guy from Lawrenceville, Georgia. That was a high four star five. So the talent is there. I didn't name y'all not one three-star in there because there's none. Everybody on the field will be four-star, five-star players. Clemson's defense should be elite. You thought last year's defense was good? This defense will be number one in the country. I I just don't don't see it any other way. I think the only defense that can probably compete with them maybe is Alabama and Georgia. Georgia always going to have talent as well. But Clemson will have the number one defense in the country, especially up front. If Clemson can have an above-average quarterback, Kelly Bryant, if you can get Kelly Bryant play from from, uh, DJU, you're going to the playoffs, bro, and you might even make it to the natty because that defense is talented, super talented. That defense is talented, man. When you really sit there and think about it, I'm just going to tell you. That team can win a national championship. They just got to get the quarterback right. The O-line has gotten a lot better. A name to think think about is Blake Miller, five-star. I think he was a five-star left tackle out of uh, Ohio. He's getting a lot of hype right now in camp from what I'm hearing. You know, and I'm telling y'all from what I'm hearing from Clemson's program, I'm not making this up. I'm not there. But that's just what people are telling me. That this team feels like they can win a national championship and they feel a little disrespected by the NC State hype and, and you know, all these other teams, Miami, they feel disrespected. They feel disrespected. I talked to a Clemson player, that was about a month ago, I won't put his name out there because he might not, we talked in public though, but I, mean, I don't want to put him out there because he might not want to be involved. I talked to a Clemson player, I asked him, what's the game you're looking forward to the most? He instantly, NC State, instantly, he wait five seconds. I said, what is the team you want to play the most? He said, before I can even get it out of my mouth, NC State. I'm telling y'all, NC State. (laughs) Clemson got their eye out on y'all. They want y'all bad. Like, real bad. Like, it's bad. You know what? I'll put the the man name out there because it was in the space anyway. I asked K.J. Henry. I asked K.J. Henry. You can ask him. I asked K.J. Henry. I said, KJ, and we was in this group town hall little thing or whatever, and they, they got the Palmetto crew, shout out to Darren Rencher and all them guys, and I remember I asked him, I said, well, what game y'all kind of like looking forward to the most? Off Rip, he said NC State. All that oh, them was pretty much like, yeah, NC State. Like, that's the game we got circled. We ready for them, NC State. So when I tell y'all that game on October 1st, it hit different. It hit different. It's gonna hit different October 1st, man. <laughs> it's gonna hit different. You feel me? It hit different. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna hit different, man. But I'm excited about the college football season, man. Oh, it's one more team I want to bring up to before we kind of move on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um I want to talk a little bit about Florida and two, really two teams. Florida. And uh, LSU and FSU because they play week one. But we'll jump more into that next week. Uh, But Florida, I've talked about this before. I don't think Florida's going to be really that good this year. I, I People are mad at me about that. Florida fans have been down my throat. We're going to win 10 games. We're going to win nine games. Dog, I don't see y'all winning more than like seven. I, I just don't. Eight at best. That team is lacking a lot of depth. Uh, Dan Mullen pretty much gave up on recruiting. They're toast. They're toast. They're toast. I'm telling y'all, they're toast. At least this year. I believe in Billy Napier. I think he's got a good coach. I remember when he was at Clemson. Good guy. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I I ain't going to lie to you. I think that y'all are not going to be good this year. And it's going to be a rebuilding year for y'all. And that's okay. Y'all got a first-year coach. That's all right. He's recruiting great right now, by the way. So, you know, next year, I, I could see y'all being a little better, but I don't see it this year. And then LSU and FSU, we'll cover them more next week probably because they'll actually be playing against each other. But those are the two programs I don't know about right now because FSU shows some flashes towards the end of the year that they can be really good. They showed some flashes. I'm not going to lie to you. They did. They showed flashes of like, okay, yeah, they can be a decent team actually. Um, so yeah, you know, that's just kind of what I think about it. Um, and honestly, man, whoa, that's crazy. Damn, we got like 18 retweets, man. Shout out to y'all, man, for showing love. That's crazy. I just now checked my phone, 18 retweets on the podcast link. How many people is in here right now, man? It's about, it's about six people in here right now as we speak, but Hey, that's huge, bro. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all, that's crazy. Um that's love though, man. That's love, man. Shout out to y'all. Um just appreciate the love and support though. That's that's real. But anyway, um let's go ahead and jump into a little bit of Carolina Panthers talk. Let's 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 talk Carolina Panthers talk. And I just want to put this out there real quickly because I want people to tune in on this. So, as we know, since the last time we talked, last time we talked, Deshaun Watson was still on the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, all that happened. Obviously, y'all know what done happened by now, y'all already know. Um, but Baker was in Cleveland and he was traded to Carolina for basically a fifth round conditional pick or something like that. Um, I think he got to play like 70% of the snaps, which he will do because he was just named quarterback one. So I'm pretty sure he will play 70% of the snaps, hopefully, if he can stay healthy. Um. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about Baker and what he brings to the Panthers, at least for me, at least. Um. So as y'all know, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I've been very adamant about that. I don't care for the guy. Hate me if you want to. I don't really care for Baker. That's just kind of how I'm rolling right now. I don't care for him. and He's kind of growing on me a little bit, and I think over time he may grow on me. I don't know. But I didn't care for Baker when we first got him. But for what we gave up for him, I wasn't mad. A fifth-round conditional pick, who cares? I wasn't really mad at that for what we got. And we didn't have to pay much of his salary. So I was definitely cool with that. Um, so, I mean, pretty much we got Baker in what in the June or in the June or beginning of July. I can't remember, but somewhere in that ballpark, we got Baker and, you know, it's, let me make this clear. He is a upgrade over Sam Darnold. My grandmother that's 80 years old is an upgrade over Sam Donald. My dad, who is 62 years old, is an upgrade over Sam Darnold. at this point. It's not hard to be an upgrade over Sam Darnold, right? We can all pretty much agree to that, correct? We can all agree that there's not much of, it's not a lot to be an upgrade over. I, I told you, I don't think Sam Donald's a top 40 quarterback. I'd put a couple backups over him. The dude in Baltimore, I can't think of his name right now. He played for Tyler Huntley. I'd put him over him. Either one of the quarterbacks in um, San Francisco, I'd put him over. I'd put either one, Jimmy, either one. Trey, I'd put either one of them over Sam Darnold. I mean, that's just a fact. It's not hard to be better than Sam Darnold. So in that perspective, I was like, you know what? He does make us better. He makes us better as a team. He does. I'm not going to lie. I won't be a hater. I'll be straight up. He makes us better. Now, let's get into this whole quarterback competition that wasted time and wasted pretty much chemistry that Baker could have been building with his wide receiver ones and his tight end in the starting lineup. When they put this out, I knew it was baloney. You don't trade to go get a quarterback for them to be pretty much on the bench. You don't, you don't, you don't do that. It's just, <laughs> it's common sense. Nobody's doing that. Literally, nobody is doing that. You do not do that. It just doesn't make sense. You don't trade Baker for for that, and he's not going to be quarterback one. But this goes back to the incompetence of Matthew Rule that's just the facts it goes back to that he's incompetent when it comes to stuff like this now we're going into week three well let me let me let me slow down he gets to Carolina right performs pretty all right like mediocre but good enough to if if this is the thing if him and Sam is even and they Sam got the ups on him on the playbook and they still like even you Baker, come on, bro. Baker only had a playbook for six weeks. You'd have had it for three months. And he's still about to outperform you. So the competition stuff was crap. I don't even know why he I would have came in and well, like, look, Baker's the starter. Let's get this over with. Sam just don't got that it factor. He don't, he don't have no heart. He just, yeah, dude, I'm Sam. Yeah, I throw picks. Like, that's just his vibe, bro. Like, he don't have no oomph about him. He just don't. But now Sam, I mean not Sam. Um Baker comes in and he performs pretty decently, like I said. And you know, he did pretty good on the first drive in the uh Washington game. I was in I was like, okay, Baker looked, he put one beautiful dime on Robbie Anderson. That should have been a touchdown, but that was just great defense. You couldn't get mad at Robbie nor the pass. It was just really good defense from that player. And I mean, I was like, okay, Baker might be all right. He might be worth something. Like, I ain't going to lie. And then he didn't play in the game against the Patriots, but, you know, he was pretty much outperforming Sam in the uh, joint practices. We get to this week, he's finally named the starter. So I haven't really talked about this publicly, really even on Twitter. I haven't talked about this whole thing publicly. Um... But I guess y'all probably want to know, how do Tom feel about Baker being a starting quarterback? I'll just jump right to it. Duh, it was supposed to happen. You don't trade for a guy at that that position with that type of personality on top of that. Just imagine if Rule would have said, oh, yeah, we're going to go with Sam Darnold on week one against Cleveland. Like, bro, are you serious, bro? Like, Baker would have been like, dog, I'm out of here. I want out of here already. It was no way that was going to happen. Now, y'all, next question is, okay, Tony, you admitted he's the better quarterback. What is my expectations for Baker this year? That's a great question for anybody that's asking that. For me, personally, I think Baker, if he can keep the touchdown, the interceptions down, that would be great, but he's going to throw picks. He kind of got that Brett Farvish in him where he just don't, he, he going to launch it. He going, he going, he going to try some deep ones. And I mean, I'm kind of okay with that honestly compared to what we done had with Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold. He's going to try some deep passes. And like I said, I'm all right with that. I'm not going to lie. My expectations for Baker this year, and I'll give you a stat line to even make it better. If Baker can give me 26, 10 interceptions 36 or so hundred passing yards, and we looking at a, a nine and eight, 10 and seven record. I'm like, you know what? Run it one more year back with Baker, see what he gonna do. See, I'm not one of these people that are out here wishing for Baker to do bad or wishing for Matt Rule to do bad because to me, I think that's stupid. I y'all know me, I can't stand Matt Rule, but if he sucks then we going to suck and the team going to suck. I'm tired of losing. I'm, I'm ready to win. Like, I think my man, shout out to my man, Catman Jr., R.P. his pops. He put out a, told other, a poll on Twitter the other day, go, what would y'all rather see, Matt Rule get fired and we suck or or Matt Rule win a Super Bowl? And Like, a lot of y'all were saying, I want Matt Rule fired. Are y'all insane, nigga? Nigga, are, y- are y'all insane? Like, Bro, if we win a Super Bowl, I'm live. I don't give a. Let f- I me. Mean, my mama watching this, y'all. I don't give a rat's but be- behind. If we win a Super Bowl, I'm live. Matt Rule or not, I'll take everything I said about Matt Rule back. We win a Super Bowl on bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, but that's just how toxic this Panther organization, uh, this Panther fan base has gotten. I can't say that. Like I get it. I get why we so toxic. I ain't going to lie. I I definitely get it. The Panthers have not gave you a lot to cheer about. Really, this is like 2017, for real. We're going on almost half a decade of them not giving you nothing to be happy about. Besides bringing Cam Newton back for four games. That's all they've done to make you happy in the last couple years. So I'm not going to say your point not valid. But for people saying they would rather see Matt Rule get fired than us win a Super Bowl, are y'all in... Look at me if you on the stream, please. If you want these people, get in the comments. Why would y'all want that to happen, bro? Like, honestly, like I got to know. Like, why would y'all rather have Matt Rule fired instead of winning a Super Bowl with Matt Rule? Like, what? Like, bro, if we win a Super Bowl, we live. Now I don't care about Matt Rule. Like, bro, we just want a ship. I'd be like, you know what, Matt Rule? i pay for your dinner, folks. I don't even care. So we gotta we gotta lose that. I just don't understand that, bro. I don't. I, I get it. I don't like Matt Rule either. Let me make that clear. I'm not a Matt Rule supporter. I do not like Matt Rule. I I'm loud and clear about it. But if he start winning, is T towns tone gonna change about him? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. You can call me a flip flopper. You can call me a homer. I don't care. If Matt Rule start winning. My tone is gonna change about him. I'm be like, oh, oh, y'all talking about Matt Rule now. <laughs> Chill out if he start winning, though. No. And that just goes back to the main point winning solves everything. Matt Rule hasn't won since he's gotten to Carolina, he's 10 and 23. He gotta start winning. That's what he gotta start doing. But for people that say they would rather, oh, I see, I see Austin in the comments saying, run me the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Y'all talking about, oh, yeah. I rather just lose and, 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 and Matt Rule be fired. If Matt Rule wins a Super Bowl, I'm listen. I'm good with bro. He don't owe me nothing. On bro, I'd be like, you know what, Matt Rule, we good. <laughs> All the stuff I say about you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Straight up, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. So we gotta lose that toxicness in our fan base a little bit. We got about. Mm, we'll probably run for about five or 10 more minutes and then we'll close up shop. But to me, man, we should want Matt Rule to succeed, y'all. I know, I know it's hard to face. It's hard to, you feel me? I get it. I don't like Matt Rule either. Some people still hold on to the Cam Newton situation. I get it. I see people in the comments going, pray. They saying, speak on it, T. I give Rule a lifetime contract. So, oh, so you won't rule now. Listen, if Matt Rule wins at this point, it's too late to worry about Matt Rule sucking. He's going to be our coach this year. I want to win. I'm tired of losing, folks. Like, period. If we if we going all in, we getting Baker. We doing all this. Let's go all in. Do I really want Matt Rule as of now? No. But if he starts winning and taking us to a title, absolutely, absolutely, I want him. Absolutely. If he gonna take me to the NFC Championship and go to the to the Super Bowl, absolutely I won't rule. Now I'm not a part of the camp that just wants to get eight or nine wins, squeeze in the playoffs, and get blown out when we get there. I, I'm not a part of that camp. Like I'm gonna be honest with y'all, if we go anything less, if we to me, man, if we go anything less than nine or ten wins this year, Matt Rule need to be fired. Period. I ain't gonna lie, anything less than like nine wins, get rid of him. I'm going to be real because the NFC is super soft this year, bro. Like, let's look at the teams that are dominant. Like we know are better than the Panthers, right? Let's think about it. We know the Rams. We know the Rams are better. We know know for the most part, even though they got some O-line issues going on right now, which could be a problem, we know the Bucs are better than the Panthers. We can agree with it. We can agree there. All right. Green Bay, they done fell off a little bit. But I still would say they are better than the Panthers, right? I think we can all still kind of, we're still on the same limb here. Saints, Panther fans are going to like to hear this. I think the Saints are still better than the Panthers right now. And it's really because their defense is really, really good. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't stand the Saints that get on my nerves. But as of right now and as of constructed, the Saints are a better team than the Panthers right now. Like, that's just the facts. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, how close is it? We can debate that. We can debate that. We can. Um, But, you know, I think the Saints are better than us right there. After that, okay, I'll put the Eagles over us too. Eagles, I'll put them over us. So that's like five teams I just named. And I would probably say the Cowboys are a smidge better than us at this point. That's six teams, right? Guess what, y'all? There's seven playoff spots. Name another team in the NFC that's better than the Panthers, like legitimately. Giants? No. Washington? No. I don't think they are. I think you can make an argument for the Vikings. I do. I'm not going to lie. You can make an argument for them. After that, Falcons sure ain't. I can tell you that now. They are going to be trash. Falcons might be the worst team in the lead. Um, When you look at it, that seventh spot is there for the taking. But, I mean, once again, is that going to satisfy us as fans? It won't satisfy me to save Matt Rule's job. Because we might be 8-9 and and still getting that seventh spot. Because, like I said, the NFC is weak sauce this year. It's going to be weak. And that's just the facts, it's going to be weak. Um, we're gonna make this podcast more like interactive. I'm gonna read some of y'all comments off from what we said tonight. This is when I was speaking on Matt Rule. JR said, Speak on it, T. Um, and then this guy right here said, Um, I'd give Rule a lifetime contract if he gives us a Super Bowl. Absolutely. Um, then at that point uh a b said i honestly thought the town halls would get him out of there yeah i was hoping that but now at this point it's too late really i just want to win and succeed the next person said i still think five to seven wins even if baker succeeds to be honest so he's not really high on the panthers and i can understand that i'm not even going to be mad at him and and then i also have my boy scout said i think the saints are better especially since they added tyron matthew to that defense Um, so yeah, this podcast is going to be a lot more interactive. Now you guys, you guys are literally going to have a pulse on this podcast. We're going to be doing this every week. This stream every week, like all these retweets I got, I need, I need y'all to keep this up every week. Like this is live, bro. Like you feel me? I'm excited about it. Um, but once again, let's get back to the Panthers. I just don't really see if the Panthers can get to 10 wins, I think Rule's probably safe for the year. In all honesty, he's probably safe. If they get the 10 wins, he's probably safe. If they get to six or seven wins and don't make the playoff, I think Rule's out of here. And I'm cool with that too. But I can't get behind the I'd rather rules suck than us winning a Super Bowl. That's... <laughs> Y'all, y'all can have that. I, I'm not really with that. I ain't going to lie. I need to see a Super Bowl with the Panthers in my life. I do not seen a Super Bowl with almost or a championship with all my favorite teams, haven't I? Besides the Hawks. But every team, Clemson, I haven't seen two in my lifetime. Braves, I just seen one last year. When I used to be a Lakers fan, I seen plenty of those, but I don't really pull for them no more. I cut them off. I'm strictly Hawks now. The Panthers, Panthers is the main one I'm waiting on. I need to see them win one. It's time, man. This city should have had one in 2015. That's the thing about Charlotte, man. When that team is winning, that that team, even though North Carolina is a basketball state, that team is a Panthers. That that city is a Panther city, man. Like Charlotte is an extreme Panther city. They gotta get back to winning, bro. They gotta back to, get back to bringing that spunk. They gotta get back to bringing that pride. They got to get all that back. We got to quit having guys that are softies, that's looking up tweets after getting burnt. We have to get those type of guys out the locker room. We need alpha males in that locker room that's like, look, bro, I'm trying to win. I don't care about what none of these fans talking about. I don't care what they're talking about in the town hall. I ain't looking up tweets after I get burnt by Terry McLaurin. I'm not doing any of that. I'm ready to ball. We need some actually ball, some actual ballers, and some guys that want to be here and play hard. Say what you want to say about Brian Burns. That's why I like him. He don't say a word. He just works. He don't say a word. My guy Austin said, "Uh, no, that's not Austin." My guy Jay June eighteen says, "Charlotte deserves a championship. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely." I I, I, that city deserves a champion. It's a great city. I used to, I'm from there. I grew up there. That city deserves a winner, bro. It really does. Then I got my other guy saying, winning record in the playoffs, I could see him being safe. And he's talking about Matt Rule. That was JR. I agree. If he gets in the playoffs, winning record 10 and 7, he probably safe. He probably safe for another year. I ain't gonna lie. He probably safe. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, that, that city and that town just deserves a winner, bro. Like you feel me? That town deserves a winner. That city deserves a winner and Matt rule has to get it done. He got, he got to get them back on a consistent in the playoffs type vibe. Last time we was in the playoffs, I was in college, bro. I'm, I ain't gonna put my age out there, but I've been out of college for like a good little minute now. You feel me, like? So we gotta get this thing together. I'm tired of starting off years six and two, and then going six and eleven. Like that's nothing that gotta stop, man. Um, my guy Bradley. Oh, my boy Bradley in here. Bradley said, "Panther fans deserve a Lombardi." I absolutely agree, Brad. They do. We deserve it, man. It's it's been hard, bro. We deserve a ring, and that city is, a once again, that's a great city when they are winning. It's a great town. That city, that's a Panthers city. That city loved the Carolina Panthers. When we was winning in 2015, man, and I lived in Charlotte at that time. I was still living there. It was electric. Every week in the fall was electric. Everybody was excited. So I want us to get back to that point. Can Baker and Matt Rule do it? Only time can tell, man. Only time can tell, man. So I'm excited. Listen, man. Y'all see what I got on, man. We're gonna take a little commercial break here. Y'all see what I got on. This is actually a tea time design. And for the people on the stream, they can actually see the shirt. This is tea time design shirt. Um, pretty much brought to you by Diamond Sports. Um, if you want a shirt similar to this, you know, get up with me. Let's talk business. And this hat also, as well, new era hat, Clemson hat done once again by diamond sports man so once again if you want any other merch uh we got talks with t-time shirts coming soon um and yeah if you want any of my designs also as well if you're on here follow at t-time designs on ig i do graphic designs i do all type of stuff on there and yeah i'm, I'm pretty much a, a, a swiss army knife man i do it all man i I do designs, I do podcasts, gaming. I mean, I am I pretty much can do anything I put my mind to, bro. So that's that, man. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to have you guys here. I'm so glad that we have this streaming service. Shout out to your, uh, StreamYard and shout out to my boy AB because he really the one who put me on them. I'm so glad that now this podcast is going to be more interactive to where I'm literally reading you guys' comments right now. Like, that's, that's amazing to me, and that's a feature that I think we need to keep. And um, like I said, I think we had, like, 20-something retweets, so everybody came in and showed love. I'm going to look at the stats and see how many people actually came in here tonight. But that's love, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's love. Uh, AB said, great podcast, bro. Um, JR said, I worked uptown, and the atmosphere is crazy when we're winning. Exactly. Charles is a really good city, man, and it really deserves a champion. But once again, before we close out tonight, man, I just want to say thank y'all, bro. Like. Man, y'all came my DMs, I mean DMs, mentions, all of it, and was like, no, you need to keep doing this podcast stuff. And seeing these comments on here makes me even more like, yeah, I made the right move by coming back. I made the right move by by doing what I need to do and come back to this podcast. And the fact that everybody's showing love right now, I got like 20-something retweets on the link is absolutely amazing. And it it almost makes me emotional because I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy, bro. Cause I've been working for this for a long time bro like since 2019 bro i've been working 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 um so it just feels great to feel appreciated of what i do and just seeing that people are rocking with me that that means a lot to a young brother in this game so you know i appreciate y'all again um once again amazing podcast man i really enjoyed it um and like i said man you know um it's just amazing honestly it really is oh my boy tyree checking in man shout out to tyree man uh, childhood brother, man, that, that dude's like a brother to me. Uh, shout out to Scott. He said, Keep up the great work, Tony. Appreciate y'all, man. Um, but yeah, bro, like, see you next week, bro. Great show, definitely, man. Like I said, and this is really for y'all, like, you know what I'm saying? I enjoy doing this, but I love being a, a, a voice of this sports game, and you don't never know where this thing could take us. So, I'm definitely excited. Um, Austin said, Glad you're back, bro. Appreciate you, man. It's all love, bro. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all, man, so much. And um, once again, bro, if you haven't already, man, follow the Talks with T podcast, man. My boy Brad said, keep it up. Great content. Appreciate you, Bradley. Man, Bradley is one of the funniest guys I know, bro. I swear to God, Bradley is freaking hilarious, bro. Like, man, yo, Bradley, yo, Bradley, I might have to take I'm gonna have to take a trip to Idaho, man. you gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come out there and see you, bro. Or even you're gonna have to come to Charlotte or something. But Bradley is one of the funniest guys I know, literally. Man, he's a good guy, man. So shout out to Bradley. Um but yeah man once again man appreciate you guys love and support bro it's absolutely been amazing um once again we'll be back next week we're not stopping we're not you know it's no more that taking a pause we're done with that now um we're going to the next level and and we're excited about this um you know so i'm going to continue working and if it's just me it's just going to be me and um i'm definitely planning on having on some guests though too as well um, if you haven't already, like I said, follow me on the podcast page. That's going to be Talks with Tea time P as in Paul, 1. And then also as well, follow my IG design page at T-Time Designs, um, and that's T-T-I-M-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. So I appreciate you guys' love and support. We're going to go ahead and shut it out tonight. And uh, thank you all. And like I said, man, glad to be back, man. We'll holler at y'all boys next time.